Blue White Game is Welcome in the Book. End of Money Salute Podcast for Wednesday, April 13th coming up on a look at Kentucky football and basketball. Director of Wagering Development. Going to take a look at the late pick four on the Wednesday card. Eight races, so the pick four starts in the fifth. Uh, no turf pick three on this Wednesday card. There's just, uh, I think, one grass race. So, Jim, we'll start with the fifth race. It's a non-winners of two-level allowance race for three-year-olds going six furlongs, as is frequently the case at this spring meet, a nice full field. Where did you land? We've got a lot of full fields on Wednesday, and yes, we don't have we only have one turf race. <laughs> There's a reason for that. We ran ten turf races over the weekend, and all of them but one stayed on. So we had a great opening weekend. I want to thank everybody for the handle. We broke all of our handle records for opening weekend, including $28 million on Saturday. New so Kentucky race, offensive uh, coordinator Rich Gangarello talking about the wide receiver uh, group. They had a clear go-to guy last year in Wondale Robinson. Really this year, it figures to be more evenly distributed. But one receiver who has caught the eye of Gangarello is Virginia Tech transfer Tavion Robinson. do not like the 12 hole at six furlongs, but uh, this horse broke his maiden at Belmont back in September. Hasn't been out since then, so this is the first start as a three-year-old, but one by four and a half. Looked like a really good thing there. May have had some issues over the winter time, but uh, obviously they're pointing this towards sprints and instead of into mischief, one of the best sires. Ferrati's got a big shot in here. I think the other horses that you got to look at uh, overboard the six for Wesley Ward and Joel Rosario. Rosario hasn't ridden there that much this week. He only had one win out of ten races, but he went to New York one day. Incoming um, freshman wideout Dane Key turned some heads with a nice uh, touchdown catch on the second drive with Will Levis. Speaking of Levis, who will be his backup? Scangarello says that one is still a work in progress. I'm Tom Lynch. That's a look at Kentucky football and basketball. might be a stretch out horse. He wanted no part of the mile of the 16th. So he dropped him back to six square longs where he broke his maiden by nine at Churchill last November. Mickey from Wexford for John Ennis. Um, Won a race over this racetrack, which is already always important. Broke, broke his maiden uh, last October, ten to one for Declan Cannon. An Underhill's tab for Al Stahl. Uh, wintered at Fairgrounds this year, looked really good. Broke his maiden, came back, almost won the Sugar Bowl, seventy-five thousand dollars stakes race, and ran second to Chatelot, a really nice horse. Then I don't know what happened. Again, they stretched him out to Mile Sixteenth, and he won no part of Mile Sixteenth. So. At six furlongs, he's going to be right there with all of them. So I think this race is wide open. Um, I think Variety has probably the biggest upside, but I'm going to go really deep when we get to pick four. He would be my very, very lukewarm pick. I took uh, Variety as well off that debut race. Mo Donegal finishing third in there. And I like the, the pattern of five furlong works, four of them um, coming into this spot. I had Underhill's tab second for the reasons you mentioned. It was a really impressive uh, start to uh, his career. And then uh, it looked like they you know, experimented with two turns. Let's see if we could put this horse on the derby trail. Okay, that didn't work. Let's go back to sprinting. And I think he's a, a big player in this spot. Uh, Overbore was second to Tejano Twist last fall at Keeneland. And I think Tejano Twist is a nice horse. So, uh, I think Overbore is a major player in here. I had Mickey from Wexford as well. Wanted a big price with a nice 77 buyer last fall. Uh, Kiss a lot has improved steadily. So uh, this was a a uh, card where uh, it was tough to narrow down fields. I ended up uh, taking a, a strong stand later in the card to to make the pick four affordable. But uh, you could. I'm, I'm not going to go as deep as I would probably like in this spot. Sixth race is a first-level allowance for four-year-olds and up on the turf at a mile and an eighth. 
took a little bit of a price in here in Land Biscuit. Really, the main reason is that Flavian Pratt shows up in the saddle on this horse. Uh, horse coming out of the Gulfstream races, and that's usually the preferred circuit for finding maiden and allowance winners at the Keeneland Spring Meet. But uh, Pratt has been on fire. His agent's putting him in good spots. So the fact that he lands on this horse uh, kind of led me to take a shot with Land Biscuit. So I don't think we'll get 8-1 to one the way Pratt's been riding. Uh, the 6, Aviano, it's Pletcher from Gulfstream. So I think that one's a major player. Uh, Kabong. I think you draw a line through that race in September, and uh, this one's form looks solid. Uh, King Vega, it's Graham Motion coming off a layoff. Uh, Motion horses uh, ran well to start the weekend. Uh, Danville had an 82 in his first start for the Shire Barn. Uh, the three courageously as uh, solid numbers for uh, Chris Hartman. So I ended up going really deep, uh, making this my deepest race of the pick four. Uh, but uh, going to lean to the land biscuit because of the jock. How about you? Well, we really agreed on the first race. We really disagree on this one. <laughs> um, you did mention one of my horses. I think Danville's got a big shot in here. And one of these, one of the keys to a race like this where it's a non-winners uh, other than other maiden claiming or starter or which have never won two races. So a lot of these horses have never won two races. And I try to stay away from those horses and they're going up against multiple winners like Danville, who's won five races over his lifetime and actually been in the uh, in the money 16 out of 30 times. He's five years old. They raced him a lot in 2021. He had, obviously, he's a horse that needs to race. He's an old-timer and, and 12 races in 2021, already been out three times in 2022 with two seconds. So I like Danville in here. I think he's uh, going to get a good stalking trip from inside. Um, but and I didn't go as deep as you did. The other horse, the only other horse I'm going to use in here is Aviano for Todd Fletcher and Arad Ortiz. And that horse had a nice tune-up at Gulfstream, uh, came to Keeneland last year and got taken off the turf. Obviously, turf is his better surface, and he gets that. Uh, he's going to be coming from out of it. There is a little bit of speed up front to set it up, so Aviano is my other choice in here. But I'm going to go with a 6-1 to one Danville. It's, a, it's an open race, but I did narrow down here since I wanted to spread a little bit later on. Seventh race, third leg of the pick fours, an allowance optional claimer for four-year-olds and up back on the main track here at a mile and a 16th. I really struggled with this race. Uh, my, I changed my win pick three or four times. Where did you end up? <laughs> well, probably on one of the ones that you ended up, I hope. Uh, I, I took the uh, obvious ones here, and the most obvious to me is Stage Raider for Chad Brown. Ran uh, was, was the favorite in his um, 22 debut off a almost a year layoff and ran against Prevalence, who came back and won, beat Nashville in a sprint here uh, on Saturday. So I think off that race, uh, stretching out a little bit to a mile and 16th should be no problem. Had a 96 buyer at Keeneland on a sloppy track at seven furlongs. Uh, as we're recording this, there's a really good chance that the track will be off since it's raining on Tuesday. So like Stage Raider a lot in here. Uh, if the track comes up sloppy, might be a single. So, But I'm going to also use a couple other horses here in the, in the pick four, assuming that it doesn't come up sloppy. Uh, Militarist for uh, Ortiz and Zachareza, uh 93 buyer in the Clark last time out, dropping from a grade one down to an allowance optional claimer. Uh, only two wins lifetime, but the horse is very consistent in the mid-80s and jumped up to a 93 in the Clark. Only lost about four links to Maxfield. Got beat by Happy Saber and Midnight Bourbon. What, what would they be if they were in this allowance race? Pirates Punch 
is interesting to me as well. First time in for a tag. Um, I know the owners of this horse, and they they have changed trainers. They had Grant Forster. He tried to try to do some things uh, with this horse at fairgrounds that didn't work out. Gone to Bill Morey and um, might might be over the top. He's six years old, but he's got a lot of back class. Formerly Grade One or a Grade Three winner, and I think Pirates Punch fits well in here just based on class. And then winter pool for Chad Brown on the outside with back-to-back 92 buyers at Aqueduct, cutting back from a mile and eight. So the distance is certainly going to be no problem for him. Fourteenth though, but Stage Raider is my key if the track comes up sloppy. Your top three are my two, three, and four. Uh, I ended up taking a little shot here with who's the star. Uh, looks uh, a little uh, light, I think, on on paper. But I went back and watched the race, and this horse uh, came from way back, which is normally what you don't want to do going a mile on the 16th here. But he was able to move early for the jock, and so by the time they were coming into the stretch at Tampa, he was already up with the leaders. So I think he's maybe got a little more speed than he showed that day. And this horse was making the second start for the Cassie Barn, and made a big jump up to an 86 buyer. So between the the jump on the buyer scale, the uh, impressive way he won, uh, real explosiveness uh, down along the inside, and a nice uh, gallop out, and it's that guy again. Pratt is taking the mount, and uh, I don't think he rides a lot that that can recall for for Cassie, but he shows up on this horse. And so I, uh, off those angles, decided to play who's the star on top here. And then I've got Pirate's Punch. I like the five wins for that horse and the stakes experience. Militarist off the class drop. A little worried about the fact that uh, his, uh, he's had more success on grass. But if it's an off track, uh, you know, he may be, uh, that might move him up a little bit versus fast dirt. And then Stage Raider was the next one that I had off uh, on my list. One other one that you might take a look at is Hidden Stash, who was fourth in the Bluegrass last year, ran in the Derby, got injured. I uh, was talking to uh, trainer Vicki Oliver for uh, Today at Keeneland show that airs on Wednesday, and uh, this horse ran twice on turf down in Florida, and I thought, well, maybe it was just an experiment, and they're putting him back on dirt now. She said, no, the races they wanted to run in, he was ready to run, and there wasn't any race to go except on the turf, so they just ran him on the turf twice because they needed to run him, and they... Uh, she's very high on this horse, uh, running well. She just said it's a really tough spot, and it is. So keep an eye on Hidden Stash, perhaps, uh, for a, a price as well. But I'm taking Who's the Star on top. Eighth race, a starter allowance for three-year-old fillies going seven furlongs. I like Santa Elena a lot in here. She's got three straight wins to finish last year, and those three wins are more than anybody else in the field using uh, the angle you like. Uh, it's Wesley Ward. horse has good speed, which I like. Uh, Mercy Warren, a uh, big improvement in the second start for Sharita uh, Vaux. So uh, I think that horse uh, may have had the light bulb go on and, and could uh, run another nice race. And then the other ward is the nine, Magniloquent. And um, I think that horse had, comes off a nice-looking win and has to be respected as well. But I like Santa Elena a lot in there. How about you? I went with Mercy Warren. I, I thought Santa Elena... Uh, yes, I like the angle with three wins, but you got to, two of those came at Belterra. Um, she did back that up with a 50,000 yard claimer win at Churchill, but her numbers are light. So 
I was a little concerned that the competition she's been facing hasn't been that great. Mercy Warren, like you said, the light came on last time out uh, on an off track, a good track at Fairgrounds, and a 69 buyer and one like a good thing. Um, going to use those two, and I'm also going to use Dream Music for Tom Amos and Tyler Gaffleyon. And, and you talk about Pratt rode well opening weekend. Tyler Gaffleyon had five wins opening weekend. So if you look at hot jockeys, you want to go with Gaffleyon and, and Pratt. And if you look at somebody who might be due, uh, Florent Giroux went 0 for 17 opening weekend, and B.J. Hernandez was 1 for 15. So if you look at jocks, you might want to look at those statistics. And Flavian Pratt, as you mentioned, is riding lights out. He doesn't stick around for the last race here, so maybe these other guys have a shot. So what's your pick four ticket look like? I didn't have a single. Uh, unless the, if the track comes up off, I, I can single in the eight. Um, I, I believe with, uh, with the Chad Brown um, stage Raiders. But the way it is, I've got a $60 ticket, five deep in the opener with two, three, six, seven, twelve. And the 12 variety is my top choice. Only going too deep in the six with Danville, the two, and six Aviano. And if it is an off track and I single in the third leg, I will go deeper there to cover myself. And might use Lambiscus. You made a good point with Pratt and Belmont. Then in the third leg, four, five, eight, nine, with Stage Raider being my top four, top choice. And then in the finale, four, seven, eight. Uh, Mercy Warren is my top choice to seven. So sixty dollar ticket two three six seven twelve with two six with four five eight nine with four seven eight. Ended up with uh, a lighter ticket of thirty six dollars. I've got six seven twelve to start. One two three six eight nine in the second leg. Two four five eight in the third leg and singling Santa Elena in the last race. So that's the eight. Thirty six dollar ticket three by six. By four by one for me. Again, no uh, turf pick three on the Wednesday card, uh, but uh, we will be back with another edition of the In the Money podcast for that Thursday card coming up at Keeneland. Make sure you join us for that. But in the meantime, good luck on Wednesday. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and this is the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.